Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Creative Contact. I'm your host, Kia Orion. Thank you so much for tuning in. You could be anywhere in the world, but you're here with me, and I appreciate that. Uh, Another week in the life where I will break down uh, the top things that I learned from uh, some of the biggest influencers in this personal development space. And then also uh, talk to you a little bit about my life and just kind of bullshit about what's going on and kind of where I'm at in the journey, where I'm at with the process, uh, because this is kind of an audio diary and a video diary to help me uh, kind of figure things out, talk things out with you. You got me. You guys give me some great feedback, and I hope that I can do the same by uh, giving you some cool shit that I learned from the past week. So I will have the timestamps from... Uh, the top takeaways from this week later on in the show notes. Uh, if you want to skip ahead to that, but since it is my podcast, I'm going to tell you a little bit about a day or the week in the life uh, for your boy. So I've been, uh, I was kidnapped straight up. That's just keeping it a buck with you. This past week, I got kidnapped. I had a friend who told me that it was her birthday. So we were going to go up to Pi, have a little adventure. I show up. Not even a birthday. What? Key is, it worked. The takeaway here is, if you want to hang out with me, lie to me. <laughs> but it was one of those things where, all joking aside, uh, we, it was me and a couple homies. Uh, we, I went up under the pretense of her birthday, but she was just wanting to hang out with a couple friends, have a little pie getaway. And it was a blast. Uh, I'm really glad that we ended up doing it because knowing myself, uh, if I'm really keeping it honest with y'all, keeping it honest with Kilo, um, talking about myself in the third person so you know it's real, I probably never would have gone to Pi if it weren't for under the guise of her birthday. So we went up. Uh, I they, A couple of them, at least I thought a couple of them, uh, had wanted to do these, these kind of like... Uh, psychedelic uh, smoothies, like psychedelic shakes, and because pie, there's there's like this really groovy scene. It's my first time up there. Um, so we went up, we stayed in this little, uh, it's a hot springs resort, in quotes, but it was pretty dope still. Um, they, they definitely had hot springs. We kicked it in, and just pie itself, I'd, I'd never been, and I'd heard a little bit about it, but um, it, it's definitely different than Chiang Mai, much smaller, uh, a little bit harder to get around because they don't have grab or anything, but uh, more of that kind of like uh, hippie backpacker scene, which I think for some folks really works. And at our resort, it was just, um, it was two guys, two girls, and so it was cool. Um, kind of having, you know, our little our little squad. Um, and, and we do different things here and there, but we saw the Grand Canyon. Uh, and then we went to these caves uh, that were pretty interesting. But um, most of all, the for me, the most fun part, because it's typical key, I'm a terrible tourist, is just I like hanging out, talking and eating. Like, so that's, oh, no matter where I go, it's like tourist activities are fun. We can go see waterfalls or go see the beach or whatever. But like, I just like to walk and eat. And talk like that's for me where the gems are is when you're hanging out talking just bullshitting and eating just because I I'm, I find people interesting and so for me that's always the most fun and we did uh, plenty of talking and eating so it was a really uh, fun trip but um, then came back from that about midweek and earlier in the week. And last week, I think I talked to you guys a little bit about this. I've had this refocus for how I'm taking the content. Um, And so I've just been hella stoked, like, because it just finally feels like it's making sense where um, I'm, I'm really focusing now on like some more YouTube content on 
I'm, I finally feel like I've found a way, and again, this is going to come down to experimentation on how I can make the beats, but then also uh, you or, and make songs in general, right? Make the beats, but also make songs, but then use those as leverage for content on the YouTube channel to either show people the process, break beats down, show how to do mixing tips and tricks on vocals, and both the how-to tactical stuff, but what I'm really inspired by, at least these days right now, is a lot of what I'm doing and sharing with you guys, like this personal development side where um, it's more the the nebulous ideas or like these kind of uh, amorphous concepts that have less to do with me showing you like how to get transients on a kick drum and more about like how to deal with creative blocks and overcome insecurities around uh, art and the vulnerability and overcoming judgment of others. And it's not like I'm some guy who's impervious to this. I suffer from all the same shit that all creatives do of that balance between ego and insecurity. But I think just because I'm fascinated with the space, I've done so much reading and listening to interviews that I've really come to find that these are universal concepts. And so every week there are these things that I learn from the best in the business. So it's not from my personal experience necessarily of me like, like, absolutely crushing it with my tunes. Although hopefully someday, you know, I'm I'm stoked to be able to take you on the journey as I continue to build my shit. But it's more about relaying this message from folks that have done it, that are at the top of their game that I feel like are gems that then I can share with y'all. And that's really what I'm passionate about with this content, this new content on the YouTube channel is just have it be a, and have that be an access point to the music. So That way folks don't have to love the tunes or know about the tunes, but instead I can be helpful, show value, and then through that, um, hopefully they'll dig the tunes or then, you know, watch the online courses and things of that nature. So I just feel like I finally have dialed in um, more of an aspect of the shit that I'm passionate about that I feel inspired to share and create content around. And it, you know, it won't be like this forever, but um, it just it feels right. Where before with the tunes, I can only talk about like vocal frequencies and like plugins for compression, like so much before I'm like, I just, and like rap flows, like it's just, it doesn't do it for me as much as I think I'm part, my mom jokes with me, I should have been a social psychologist. I just find people fascinating. So that idea behind personal development and where it intersects with creativity and art to me is just fascinating and I'm obsessed with it, I think, because it, I, I found it so helpful in my own life. So I'm really excited for that. I'm going to uh, do a couple like um, simple introductory courses on that sort of stuff and put it on Skillshare and hoping that I can have even that be a or re- repurpose some content for these Skillshare courses and then also make YouTube content that, that's around the same topic and have all kind of... Um, work uh, synergistically to drop some vocab that I barely know what it means on you um, and kind of this like ecosystem that that is all st- all stems from making the music so just really excited I finally got a little ring light um, and like this little newer light so that I can um, actually create content and that, that feels a little bit it's not high quality productions by any means but that it doesn't feel quite so bootlegged it's, it's all very portable as well so just to start making, getting in front of the camera more uh, with the YouTube content and 
just putting stuff out there that I'm really passionate about. I'm just super excited about um, diving into this and seeing where it goes. And I, I think there's a lot of opportunity there um, because I know I'm not the only one that suffers from those things, which is um, I find, I think that's the part that, that I appreciate is knowing that we all go through this, whether you're James Cameron or Kia. So that uh, is kind of where I'm at. As soon as I got back from Pi, I went out, I got a couple lights, um, I got some new batteries for my lav mic, and uh, my boy Ronnie, I, I, I worked with him to, I made some beats for him for his course, and so he, uh, he paid me in, uh, in equipment, he bought me a little webcam, so I've just got like some new toys to play with and excited about shooting this content. I think when it comes to shooting content, a lot of it comes down to friction, like how can you just make it, it doesn't have to be super high quality, but how can you just make it easier to make it? And that's why I don't make those beat making videos anymore with me tapping on the pads just because they were such a pain in the ass to make uh, that I would I just wouldn't shoot them. And so I think that's where a lot of even what I've learned from Gary V is that idea of document don't create where just eliminate friction, even if it's lower quality, whatever, like make it easy for yourself and you'll create much more often because it's a volume game, uh, I think, in this day and age. And I firmly believe in that. So overall, just super stoked, working on a new course, uh, working on YouTube content, rebranding the channel. I'm also, uh, I've hired a VA that I've been working with in training who is a rock star. And so I've, I've worked with some VAs in the past and it's been a little hit or miss. It's a really, really awesome shout out, Lou, if you're listening, I think I shout you out in every episode. Uh, but just because she kicks ass and it's just really dope having, having someone that you feel like you can rely on and uh, having help because everything I've always done from the video editing, the audio recording, making beats, the whole nine yards. I mean, I'm the DIY guy. I feel like that should be my tagline is I just believe in learning to do it yourself and not having to rely on anybody. But I think that independent streaks can sometimes be a, um, can hold me back a little because I do feel like I have to do it all myself, which is not unique. I know most people probably feel that way too, but it's nice being able to let go of the reins with somebody when you, when you trust them and know that they, they get your vision. So it's just really cool working with her, finally getting that. Um, in terms of, uh, the other verticals, health and stuff like that, it's all good. Uh, been doing kettlebell workouts, trying to get more out in the morning, get some movement, get some sun, um, socially doing well, uh, still working on the, the dating aspect. But um, I realize at this point that my time in Chiang Mai is so limited that I think I might have told you guys this last time too, but there's a guy out here named Jonathan who's from New York who I got, who reached out to me, cold email straight up cold email when I was in Da Nang maybe four or five months ago and we've been connecting and he finally came out to Chiang Mai. And so he's also a music guy, same, same, you know, produces, mixes. And so my priority socially has shifted from like trying to like date and more, I realize I only have like a month and some change left here. So I'm, I'm like, I, for me, I think it's more meaningful to just connect and build that relationship with John. Um, and if all goes well, if we can pull it off, uh, make a little tape together. I would love to create some music, make some music with him. And so I've just kind of shifted my priorities that my top priority is right now uh, learning from him, connecting with him, because that's a relationship and a friendship that uh, even musically a collaborative friendship, I feel like he's someone I can learn a lot from and share a lot with that I'd rather build than try to start something new with a Thai girl. So that's where I'm at with all of everything, love life, 
social life, health life, business life. Let's get it. This is what you really came for. These are the gems, the top takeaways from this week. Let's see what we got going on. So there was an interview I heard with Levi Strauss, which I loved, and he dropped this uh, parable. I think they call it pretty much a story where you learn some shit, and the I'm going to butcher it, but the top, uh, the gist was there's a farmer, and uh, he has a horse that runs away one day, and his neighbor comes over, and his neighbor's like, dude, that blows, your horse ran away. And he's like, well, I don't know if it's good or bad. It just it happened. And then the horse comes back with four horses, and the neighbor's like, bro, you must be so stoked because you just that your horse just came back with four horses. And the farmer's like, well, who knows? Like, could be good, could be bad, but it happened, and and that's what it is. Then one of the bo- his his son tries to break one of the new horses, and you know, so he's riding the horse, falls off, and the son uh, breaks his leg. Neighbor comes over, he's like, dude, et cetera, et cetera. Can't believe your son broke his leg, et cetera. You get the point. Boy breaks his leg. The farmer doesn't doesn't say it's neither good nor bad. Then the neighbor's son gets drafted for the army and the farmer's son can't get drafted because his leg is broken, yada, yada. It's neither good nor bad. And I think what I love from this was how much we assign meaning to shit. And this just, I find this really inspiring because there's so many times in my life, and I was talking to my good friend Dave about this this past week, where sometimes those biggest L's that you take lead you to your biggest opportunities. And so that... We often assign meaning, we get emotionally connected to different events in our life, but it has much less to do with uh, whether they were good or bad, but just that they happened, accepting that, and then maneuvering from there. And because often what can seem like losses, lessons, failures, uh, can often be ricocheted, I think, into um, incredible opportunities. And I think a lot, I, I just, I apply that so much in my own life when I think about so much of this kind of process with the music and things working out or not working out and all of the things I've learned from that, even being out here that inspired coming out of this entire adventure of my life. I remember I really wanted to do the Peace Corps. I got rejected from it twice. Uh, and then was like, why don't I just do my own version of that and travel around? And, and I just think there are, that we assign my, and I say this, we meaning myself often included assign good or bad meaning to things instead of just like seeing it as an event that happened. And then how do I respond to it? What's within my control? What can I do about whatever the shit that happened? It's not a good or a bad thing. Um, but it's now how I react to it. That's important. So I love that cool parable. Um, and then another aspect of that, that Levi Strauss interview Again, all these will be linked in the show notes on the podcast was Flames. Um, I loved what he talked about um, this line between having shiny object syndrome and adapting. And I think as someone who suffers severely from shiny object syndrome, because I always want to chase the new shit, um, is this balance also between adapting. And if you stay, if you stay with only what works forever, then the market will eventually surpass you. And the example that he uses is Netflix. And I love this idea of a company that started with like a mail order DVD business is now one of the biggest streaming platforms completely switched to digital um, online original content. And 
that it's about, that's why I think I feel so much, I feel so much hope. I feel so much inspiration because even if I'm so far from where I want to be and I envision myself uh, achieving so far from that, um, understanding that I think conceptualizing time I've gotten better at as I'm older, that when I was younger, I was like, I felt like I was on this really intense race. And I think because hip hop skews so young, if you aren't 17, 18, 19, I'm popping, then you're washed up. And so I felt like I was on this, this like this, um, finite timeline that I was like, Oh, I have to get popping by this Y, like by the X, Y, and Z by this age. But now I don't, I don't feel like I'm behind. I feel like at any point, if I can play my cards right, make the right moves, I can do some shoots and ladder shit and like really speed things up. I think that idea of it, it is a slow grind, a slow build. And I do believe in the patience, but I also believe in if you're aware enough that you can, and if you make the right moves, um, that you can have, there's an ability to catch up very quickly. And so that's what I believe in is learning how to be patient with this process, but also, how can I be aware and adapt when I need to in order to make this happen? And I think that's where the shiny object syndrome, I think that's what I'll get better as I get older and continue to experiment is that grit or quit line where I'm really good at being persistent, but bashing my head into a wall and also understanding when is it good, a good time to switch and quitting that can be equally, if not more important than just sticking on that same path. And I think that's where um, a lot of this boils down to is just listening to what's working, what's not, and being more aware of um, kind of seeing the signals when you need to persist or when to kind of let that go, take a step back, reassess, and go in a new direction. So really stoked about that. I thought that was a great takeaway and something I've been working with it's just interesting to think about Netflix, Amazon starting out as a book company, all of those that like, it's not about how you start out, but how you make moves and maneuver along the way like that. Another one from the Levi Strauss interview. What do you disagree with? Excuse me. Not that. Uh, what do you disagree with? If you stay, if you talk to the people that believe the same shit that you do, if you read things that reinforce that confirmation bias, reinforce the shit that you believe, um, you are never going to have any breakthroughs. And so I really like having conversations with people that believe something different than I do. But I don't, I don't like, that's why I don't like to talk about religion and politics and shit like that. My pops always told me, if you stay away from sex, politics, and religion, you can get along with just about anybody. And I agree. I don't like to get in those debates, at least right now, because we, most of the time, it's so emotional to us that we just get, we buckle down, we get so entrenched in our own shit that it just becomes more of a, argument than any sort of conversation. And I just don't play that shit. But I do enjoy talking to people who disagree with me or think about things differently. And and being out here, even challenging myself with new experiences, because that's when you when you're put in those new situ when you're put in those new situations, it challenges your way of thinking in a way that that's what gives you opportunities for breakthroughs. That if you if you just are uh if you just are hanging out and reading, consuming um, information with shit that goes along with what you believe, um, that doesn't allow opportunities for, for breakthroughs. I also think it can be sometimes detrimental, and I mean this with people sometimes that just like to like get on social media and just like read things from people that they hate and get like angry in the comments. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, but you're smart because you're here. 
which means you're a homie. You know what I'm talking about. I got to beat a dead horse. But I like that a lot, being like, ooh, challenge yourself more um, and don't be free to disagree with people because that's even recently with this new direction that came out of me asking a buddy. He was giving me some pushback on my um, my business model and it just it freed up this way of thinking. It was the right message that I needed when I needed to hear it. And I think having people that will push back against you a little bit can lead to some creative ways of thinking. So I liked that a lot. Um, Gary V, I, you know how much I love Gary V, and I talk about this all the time, but you got to love the process. He said this in an interview uh, that I'll link up, which just obviously resonates with me so much because I get – you know, I can still get down on myself from time being like, damn, like homies are crushing it. And I'm still kind of just having a hard time getting things going. But that idea of I'm really enjoying every day, I'm waking up stoked every day. And I think that that in the long run um, is the key to the whole shit that if you do what you love, if you can build a business around what you love, then um, you and you're willing to work hard for it, then you winning is kind of inevitable because you're willing to stick with it. And that stick with it-tiveness, I think, is um, the secret sauce to the whole shit. And I think that's why I feel so confident in failing all the time. It's because I just, I'm loving the process, loving the failures, and because it helps me figure out the new shit, new directions to go. And um, it was just, it's something that I, um, I believe in. And it's always interesting hearing him break that down with people in interviews, because Everybody has their own perspective and story that goes with it. So highly recommend checking that out. And then last but not least, there was an interview I heard with Lily Singh, who is the new late night talk show host. Um, and she, but she was on YouTube for eight years doing her videos and then just now got this opportunity and is running with it. And it was just really cool to listen to her talk about patience and following what she loved, making content that she loved, growing her audience. Um, and I think that that's really what this one boils down to is, again, another Seth Godin idea, but how can you make content that helps people feel seen and feel heard? And I think that's why there are creators that I feel so connected to because I just feel like they get me. And I really look forward to being able to make that kind of content for other folks. Um, and so it just really, it really resonated with me here and I say that too, the idea of it like being eight years and um, I feel like I've, I've really mastered this music side of things, at least with certain parts of it. I'm still constantly learning when it comes to vocal mixing. That's where my boy Jay is helping me out a lot with my own songs. But the, I've mastered, I feel like the, the art of, um, of getting of getting into the flow state of, of making stuff I'm passionate about and, and different kind of mental hacks and strategies so that I can stay creative, stay inspired and, and being okay with the, the art that I make. And I want to be able to work with folks to get to there too, because I think we're all creative, but so many of us kind of, uh, quelch, is that a word? Quelch? Squelch? push down that creativity um, just because fear of judgment from others and it's a narrative that we tell ourselves and all that stuff you hear me talk about all the time. So I uh, just feel like I finally am in a place where I have a lot to share and I'm excited to do so.
So that is the podcast for this week. I appreciate y'all tuning in with the life update, with the takeaways. I'll make sure to link all of them up. I probably didn't even do them justice this week because there were so many um, incredible things in those interviews that I hope you guys dig as well. If you did tune in, thank you. You, a real one, whether you tune in on audio or video, you know, it means the world. If you're curious about either the courses or content, uh, feel free to shoot me an email, Kia at KiaOrion.com, at KiaOrion, everywhere on the internet. I'll be posting my little uh, daily updates from coming to you live from the rooftop as I'm getting my workouts in and thinking about life. Um, appreciate all y'all that support the movement for real and that fuck with the tunes. It means more than you know. So as usual, signing off, dream big, work hard, eat your motherfucking vegetables, one life to live. Let's get it. Coming to you next week. Thanks again for being my therapist. Your check is in the mail. Peace.